You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? You're listening to Star Wars. The saga continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find out full of surprises. It's not over yet. No. There is another. Chewie. We're home. Hey, what's up, Star Wars fans, and welcome to a brand new episode of Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for all the latest news and rumors regarding Solo, a Star Wars story, Star Wars Episode Nine, and much to my surprise, a new Star Wars animated series, which we'll be talking a lot about on this episode. Uh, my name is Tim. I'm going to be your host for this episode because Kyle is getting ready to take a trip to Naboo and get married, but... Unlike Anakin and Padme's wedding, it's not going to be done in secret because me and Paul are just in a few days are going to be taking the trip down mm-hmm. to ourselves to be in the wedding. So, but <laughs> before we head out on our road trip, Paul, we at least wanted to get one episode out to you guys before then because we definitely got some cool new Star Wars yes. stuff to talk about. So, uh, thanks for joining me again, Paul. It's going to be, you know, fun uh, one last episode uh, before we head out on our trip, but it should be a fun one. Yeah, it's going to be really really ridiculous because uh we're going to it's going to be it's a vacation for me, quote unquote vacation, but it's going to be us running around a lot and but that's going to be fine. It's, a break from work is going to be much much appreciated. So, I'm looking forward to it, hanging out, we're going to hang out, you know, Kyle and a bunch of other people we know and it's going to be a grand old time. I'm really excited. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's, we're going to be driving down from uh, Chino, California to Chandler, Arizona, which is where Kyle's wedding is going to be taking place. So it's going to be about a six hour drive. So, man, I can't I mean, I could probably do it, but I can't imagine how lonely and difficult it would get making that drive <laughs> by myself with no one to talk to. So, hey, I'm really glad you're making the trip with me. Hey, you're hooking me up, too, man. It's you, you, you've made it easy on me. So when you said you, you know, people, you know, don't know, Tim is, is helping pay for the hotel that we're staying in. So, you know, and Tim is it had no problems doing that for me. So it was it was very it wasn't hard just to basically pay for a plane ticket and you're helping me out a lot, get, helping me with uh, finding a place to stay and stuff like that. So I'm, you know, I much appreciated. The least I could do. So I'm excited. This is going to be, like I said, this would be awesome to see Kyle and send him off. You know, we're going to yep. be his bachelor party before, um, you know, before the wedding, we're going to be there. That's the day we get to Chandler. And so I'm just really excited just to hang out with everyone and, and, and kind of be part of this monument, mo- monumental moment for in Kyle's life. So, gonna be awesome it's gonna be awesome yeah definitely so it'll be here in a few days but and after that i mean as exciting that's gonna be hanging out all together 
just a few weeks after that, I mean, Solo's going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> we got a new Star Wars movie to look forward to and be excited about. So it's going to yeah. be an awesome couple of weeks, uh, to it, say the least. It is. Sure. It is. It's going to be crazy. So, yeah, speaking of Solo, a Star Wars story, I mean, since our last episode, once we did uh, the breakdown of the trailer that came out, uh, we've gotten more stuff about the movie that's been, you know, coming out regarding TV spots, posters, and all that. But before we touch on that, the day after we recorded our last episode about the trailer, um, they officially announced that the merchandise was going to go on sale that following Friday. And, man, I got to say, this was the strangest and, I guess, lackluster <laughs> merchandise rollout for a Star Wars movie since this new era began with The Force Awakens because yeah. they sent out the notification, like the official press release, just that Monday before the toys went on sale Friday. But at the same time, too, they didn't really make a big deal about it. Like, they didn't give it a Force Friday name. They didn't even call it, like, uh, Rogue Friday. Like, Rogue... or no, They weren't going to call it that, but I know, remember, Rogue One was called Rogue Weekend or Rogue Friday. Yeah, something like that. Something like that yeah. They didn't give it, like, a, a subtitle to this release as well. So this kind of, like... It felt like they almost they knew they had to, but they really didn't put that much effort into making it kind of special like the other ones were. Yeah, I didn't even know. I just heard from people online the kind of casually that this was going to be the the or that was going to be the release date. And I remember thinking, was this even officially announced? So they actually did put a press release. Out. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't even know they did that. And so I just kind of thought I was, I thought it was almost like an unofficial date. So yeah, it was, it was weird, man. Like, I mean, let's, and let's be real. Like the, I mean, it's been nice that like, you know, we'll rest in peace, Toys R Us, but like Target and Toys R Us <laughs> would do, you know, midnight event stuff, but this didn't have anything like, you know, no, and, yeah. and, and that's kind of depressing because I was ready to drop some, some, some Skrilla. You know, I was ready to drop some money down, you know, not as much as prior for Last Jedi. Uh, Last Jedi, I got really, I got really, really into the whole Force Friday thing. And I had, you know, begged my wife to basically let me spend some money and she let me and it was very nice of her. And, you know, it was just one of those things where I just kind of, you know, didn't know. I, I just didn't know what, was, what to expect. So it was, it was kind of a weird thing. And I remember... Uh, it just thinking like, this is strange. So yeah. I, did you get the same impression? Yeah, I definitely did. That was another thing I forgot to mention how there wasn't no midnight madness for it, which of course is a, you know, a big deal when regards to star Wars merchandise and just the idea that's like the kickoff point, knowing that the movie's almost here. Like we're real close now. We're getting the merchandise up. You can see promotional stuff at different stores, t-shirts mm -hmm. and all that. And there is nothing like that for solo. Again, which is goes into the idea that they just really didn't uh, want to promote it or put that much effort into the release for this. And I definitely think it showed because uh, when you heard, because I went out a little later that day to kind of look for merchandise, but I was already reading on Twitter and stuff of how just a lot of people who were going to Targets and uh, Walmarts and stuff like that, how they weren't even seeing merchandise mm -hmm. out on the store shelves and how they were talking to different employees and saying, how uh, it was something like, yeah, we didn't get even like we didn't even get shipments in of this new stuff because uh, certain stuff for Last Jedi didn't sell all that much. So they didn't send us a lot or send it what they're supposed to. Different stories you were hearing. Some did have them, but some uh, were saying we're giving different reasons to why they didn't have them out, the sh out on the store shelves. So just a lot of different strange scenarios about finding this new merchandise when they were supposed to go on sale. But when I went down, it was like Friday afternoon. I 
went to my local Target, and they actually had some stuff out on there on display, but it was definitely a lot smaller than it's ever been for a new Star Wars movie. It was just one, pretty much one end cap they had of the new merchandise and a few, you know, billboards of Solo and the character posted and stuff like that. But it was really small compared to the other ones, like I said. And they just had a few Black Series figures and some Funko Pops. And that was pretty much it. But thankfully, they had a Range Trooper, which out of the Black Series figures, that was the only one I was planning on getting anyway. Mm -hmm. So I was able to pick that up, which I was thankful for. And then I wanted to get an Enfys Ness uh, Funko Pop, but they didn't have that. And I'm still hunting for one. So I got to check around and see if I could find that elsewhere. But it was definitely a lot smaller than... um, Well, I was going to say a lot smaller than I was expecting, but I was actually wondering or maybe uh, expecting it not to be as big, just knowing the different scenarios I was reading online and, you know, the last minute press release about when these were going on sale. So I guess I shouldn't be too surprised, but at the same time, I just couldn't help but feel a little disappointed knowing, man, this is a lot smaller than what a Star Wars merchandise launch should be. Well, Rick, before I get into my story time, um, I wanted to ask you, do you know of any pl- what places I have shirt solo shirts available? Because I like to yeah. get one from every movie, and I haven't seen one at all. I know. That's the other thing I want to look for, too. I got to check JCPenney's, because they're the ones where I got a lot of great shirts from. Really? Last Jedi, Force Awakens, and Rogue okay. One. So I got to check there. But I checked a few other stores like Kohl's uh, and Target. They had nothing. Just standard old Star Wars shirts that, you know, had nothing to do with solos. So no luck for me either finding any T-shirts. I do really want to get one. Hopefully there's some out there with some uh, cool trooper designs with like the range trooper or the uh, the mud trooper. Just something with the new designs that they have for this movie because there's a lot of cool looking characters in this movie that I would like to have a T-shirt to wear when I see it on May 24th. Well, there I'm just Googling there. I mean, there are on Hot Topic stuff. So I think I may go for... Yeah, I may, I may do, I'm gonna do. While we're talking today, I might, I'll do some research and I'll send us, I'll send uh, you some links, Tim. Sorry, this is kind of meta, meta podcasting almost, <laughs> you know, if you will. This is like totally typical of me and Tim stuff. So uh, that is true. But anyway, but what happened with me was, um, I, I took that day off from work, and um, uh, it was weird because um, I, or I had that day off, I should say, I didn't take the day off. I had the day off. Uh, it was funny because I, when I, um, what was I going to say? When I went to Target first thing in the morning, I, I got there right when it opened. And they had, it obviously, this is what's, this is why I like the planned days and they have, and then in Target, it's like involved because they put everything out when they're supposed to. Because this time they had that box of Black Series figures already out. And it had already been picked over, like because I, I know uh, because uh, there was it was part of the Black Series wave where the Jawa um, Benicio uh, DJ's character character uh, Black Series figure um, all this whatever, and the guy and his kid were there while we walked in together, and he goes, "Well, Tarkin's already gone." So Tarkin was part of that wave, and I saw Han Solo, I saw the Range Trooper, and there's no Lando or Tarkin. So I figured, man, they already got that. Someone already can't they probably put this out a couple of days ago or even yesterday. And then someone picked it up, you know, 
And because because it wasn't really an, a, a what do you want to call it a a centered release date where you know they street date yeah yeah, yeah street date where they said don't sell this merchandise until then and they didn't have that so be- yeah cause that's the other thing where I've saw a lot on Instagram and Twitter a lot of people showing pictures of their range trooper figures like are these supposed to be out already or <laughs> like what's going on. That's why, again, it was so surprising that press release about the official launch mm-hmm. was so soon when it was to that Friday date. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed. And and I remember it's funny because I, I think that's when I saw the Ray uh, Island Octu gear Black Series figure. And I was like, I can't get it now because I, I got to, you know, I'm looking I'm trying to save money as much as possible. Uh, which I'll, I'll get to that in a second, too. <laughs> and so <laughs> I went to that target and I saw Solo and the Range Trooper. I went to a uh, Fred Meyer. They had nothing. Fred Meyer is like a Target department store in Pacific Northwest. I went to another Target, nothing. And I just so, I just said to myself, you know what? I'm just going to go online and order Lando. And I just ordered Lando online. That's it. And I don't I know about I don't know about you, Tim. And I, I think you like your Black Series Range Trooper, but the Black Series Range Trooper looks weird to me. Like really? there's something about him that doesn't, this does not make me want to buy him. And it sucks because it's, I want to buy him, but I don't want to spend 20 bucks. I want, I want him for cheaper. Same thing with Han Solo. Like I'm really like, like I've seen Solo everywhere. Like before the street date, like uh-huh. he was at target multiple, you know, multiple Hans at every target I went to. Like even the target I went to, like they had a Han Solo, but they, I didn't want a Han Solo. I wanted Lando. And I wanted um, maybe a range trooper. If I got, if they, here's the thing: if I found Lando and a range trooper, I would have bought the range trooper. But just by itself, I'm like, eh. so it's just one of those weird things. So um, well, I, I can definitely say, at least for me, it looks really cool out of the box. And when you have a pose okay. with blaster and standing next to my other troopers that I have on display. So. Yes, yes. So, so here's the deal. So then I, I just ordered Lando, and I said, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know whatever I, I i just i give up because whatever so i gave up ordered lando online i also ordered the han solo uh sabak game or quote-unquote sabak i'll get to that in a second and um pre-ordered that so pretty much everything i got was not was not through the street date or the quote-unquote release date if you will everything was afterwards so then i also went shopping the next week and I'm assuming you 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 brought it the other. You bought anything else besides the the first weekend for Solo's toys? Um, no, actually, that's pretty okay. much it. Like, the only thing I really want to look for is, like I said, that Emphis Nest Pop mm-hmm. and some shirts. Okay, because that's yeah, because that's kind of what I yeah. So I so if I combine the next couple of weeks after that, I did get a few more things. So I picked up the the the, the card game. I also picked up the one where. Um, or I, I found some. Um, I went to Fred Meyer late one day looking for the Ray Octu Black Series figure um, with the poncho, and I went to Fred Meyer and they had put out a ton of three and three quarter new new three and three quarter figures. So they had like the Lando and like the some other thing like two pack. They had um, Kira. They had a bunch. Of, they had a bunch of twelve inch, inch figures too. Um, so. I was kind of like, okay, I did see Chewie and his new bandolier three and three quarter. And I found the range trooper three and three quarter, which, you know, I had that big uh, trooper collection three and three yep. quarter. 
so Quite the impressive collection i might add well it's all right it's it's all you know what's funny they're all like they're all fall they're all falling down at this point like i haven't even touched them i'm like uh and that's the thing too i think why i haven't want the black series figures because like they're really expensive and like i already have a trooper collection so I'm kind of like, uh, the Black Series figure isn't grabbing me. But here's the thing. The three and three quarter figure looks incredible. I think it looks great. So I haven't opened it yet. But when I re- you know, redo things, I'm going to put it on there. But yeah, like the both the Chewy and the and the Range Trooper three and three quarter look fantastic. So I'm pretty happy about that. And um, but yeah, I haven't really. I haven't really done bought anything besides that. I did notice this, too. It was kind of random. Uh, Kylo Ren is part of the solo uh, 12 inch figure line and he looks great. I need to pick, actually pick it up. It's the, really? it's, it's him without the hood or his Cape, but he's helmeted. Huh? Yeah. I didn't see that at all. Oh, it looks great. And I'm just like, very interesting. They're trying to sell a helmeted toy. Seems like unhelmeted Kylo Ren may not sell as well as helmeted Kylo Ren. Hint, hint JJ Abrams. <laughs> That, that is interesting. I think you might be onto something there. Yes. Yes. So, um, so yeah, I'm, uh, it was just, uh, it was one of those things where I just kind of, I've been slowly picking things up. By the way, I finally did pick up the Ray Octu black series figure. I went to target and they had it there and I had, couldn't resist. I, and, uh, I picked that up. I and I did also get this. I picked up the, the hot wheels, um, die cast millennium, new millennium Falcon. Okay. And, and, and this is something we got to bring up, actually, because I, I talked about it on Twitter a little bit. I'm curious what you think. But I really have fallen in love with this original or the, the you know, the new, quote unquote, yeah. Millennium Falcon. The uh, new old Millennium Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> because I th- I just love the idea that it's different when Han got it. Like, I think that's yeah. really genius. And No, I'm with you. And, and, and just like the die cast, I have to say, people, if you're if you just want like to pick up some, you know, somewhat inexpensive stuff and you're kind of like on the fence of what you want to get or whatever, I recommend picking up the Hot Wheels die cast Millennium Falcon. It's a great looking toy. I mean, it has a great, you know, I love all the die cast stuff. I've kind of fallen off of picking up all the ships, but I've gotten, a, I'd say, like, you know, 85, 90 percent of them. And this thing just looks great. It's like maybe one of my favorite diecasts of all the the ones they've released. It just looks great, and it just it looks different. And I love the fact that Han takes over his ship. That's totally different when he picks it up and how he put his own character. It, again, it's a story reason why it's different. I think that's so genius. So yeah, that's gonna add a little to his. The line he says in the New Hope, I made some special modifications to it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. seems like there's, gonna, there's a lot of special modifications he made <laughs> about how different it looks from Solo until we get to a New Hope. But again, like you said, it's just a great story reason for it to have that unique and different look when he first gets it. I totally agree with you on that. Right, right. So, so anyway, um, yeah. So I love, I love that, and um, you know, I'm just been slowly kicking the merchandise a little bit, and. It's it's been good. Like the Lando figure looks incredible. If I'm I'm a bit I'm a big Lando fan, so um, which is funny. I haven't picked up the Besman fatigues uh, Lando yet or anything like that. But I love I, when when the Skiff Guard Lando comes out. I'm gonna be picking that up, no problem. Um, but no, this uh, Lando figure for Donald Glover, the the new um, laser technology or face recognition technology they have is so good. In my opinion, it's just it's fantastic fantastic so 
I I love these new figures. The Ray Octu figure looks incredible, and also this Lando figure looks incredible. I really I love it. They're all, they're both are on my desk right now, so I think they're they look great. I mean, I'm really glad Hasbro moved it up. So, um, you know, this is weird. I'm looking at shirts right now, and I had no idea Walmart charges twenty dollars for a shirt. Does that seem high to you? For an online order, it does. <laughs> yes. I'm, and I'm on walmart.com. Got a sweet shirt here. It says, just made the Kessel Run. And Kessel Run's in like Star Wars lettering, like, the, you know, the regular uh, logo with like uh, a red Millennium Falcon flying behind it. It's really cool looking. It's a gray t-shirt and it's 20 bucks. I'm like, there's no way this is $20 at Walmart. Yeah. And throw in the shipping and then the taxes that <laughs> you pay when you order online. Yeah, You're probably I'm, paying 30 for it. I'm not sure about this, man. I'm not very happy. Not very happy at all. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. But yeah, this is a... So there are some cool shirts on here, but they're a little more expensive than I thought they were going to be. Any troopers on there? Have you seen any of those? I'm looking right now. I don't see any troopers. There's some cool Lando shirts. Man, there's one Lando shirt I really, really want. Um, Gosh, man, this is... I can't believe how expensive some of these are. Um, Let's see here. Oh, there is one. Um, I will send you in this link right now. It's Range Trooper. Please do. I will, <laughs> I I will do out. that. It's a Wal- Walmart. It's a Walmart one again. Why are they so expensive? Yeah, first thing I'll do, like the shirt design, I'm going to go down to Walmart and see if they have it there. But if it's something really, really cool and I have to have, I just might order it. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find it find it first in there. Anyway, I don't mean to derail the podcast, people. But if you're looking for Star Wars shirts, for solo shirts, they are there. I, ask, I guess maybe I haven't been looking either. I don't know. But I, I haven't seen anything. So we'll see. Yeah, like I said, I've only checked like Kohl's and Target, but I need to. I know JCPenney was my go-to for other Star Wars shirts I got in the past, so I got to check there. And then I haven't checked Walmart because when Force Awakens came out, they had a lot of cool shirts. Uh, Kohl's had some there. great shirts. I thought I thought Kohl's really did a great job of of, of all the shirts. They yeah, had. they did too. But they really dropped them all. And I just look. I'm looking at that Range Trooper shirt right now, and yeah, that's one I would really like to get. So <laughs> nope. be, maybe we should do this. How about this on Thursday when we go? Maybe we should stop at Walmart's on the way over. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's another thing we'll do on our journey to Arizona: stopping for like Star Wars merchandise that we haven't yet to get. Dude, but, I'm into it, man. Yeah, I'm into shirts. it pops for me and then figures for you so <laughs> you're gonna pick up figures too don't even try to act like you're not gonna pick up stuff too if you see it come on no you know me if they're not troopers it's very rare i just get character figures that don't have cool helmets like i made exceptions for luke and ray on the last jedi but other than that there hasn't been really too much other characters i got besides troopers so that trend will probably continue for me all right. All right. Anyway, moving on to the next topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that was our short, but, you know, still somewhat decent haul for. <laughs> it was okay. Star it, Wars stories it wasn't, it wasn't for, just remember, it wasn't for the, the one day. It was the culmination of like multiple, multiple days. Yeah. Again, it was just a little bummer that there wasn't the buzz surrounding it like all the other movie merchandise. Yeah, which, agreed. You know, that should it should be like that for every new Star Wars movie, regardless of you know, maybe it was because this one's coming out just six months from the Last Jedi or whatever the reason, but uh, they decided to do it. So. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be different for Episode Nine, though. <laughs> I think we'll get on. Yeah, that. I think you're right. Which that's exciting. Well, let's be real. I I get really excited when they release stuff like this is really cool. Yeah, me so too. I hope they do. 
I guess I should mention the only other thing I got, but it technically didn't really come out. <laughs> the other merchandise was the last shot novel, but I think it was like a few, like a week or two after all the merchandise. Yeah, came out, that but... was way, that was way afterwards. I don't really count that to be honest. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah, I think it's figures since I got so little, I have to throw that in there. <laughs> have some other solo related <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> fair enough. And fair I'm, enough. I'm barely into it, by the way, so I can't really even comment on <laughs> what I, um, how I think of it is so far, but. I'll finish it eventually. Definitely, I would like to before the movie comes out. That's for sure. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you you know me too well. Yep. Yeah. You and Kyle both. We'll read it five months later. I'm in the first chapter. Taking my time. Okay. <laughs> hey, I may take forever to read it, but I do read them. Well, I, yeah. Book I've got Kyle, just delay it. Oh, I'm getting married soon, and oh, I'm like, you know, I just started a new job. Oh, I've just been like, I've just been busy. I can't like read this this book I've had for like five years. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> uh, nothing's I safe for me. But nope. nope, I'm not. You know, you you can tell Kyle. I, I said that too, because <laughs> I tell, I remind him every time I see him. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure we'll bring this up when we see each other. And, you know, he'll be like, "What? I've been getting married." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. But continuing on with some uh, solo stuff that's been happening in the last few weeks, um, no surprise, but we've been getting uh, TV spots that uh, have been making their way out, and I've seen the first two that were released like on the official Star Wars YouTube channel. Those are the only ones I've been kind of watching because I know there's some of them that will pop up on different networks and different YouTube pages will post them. But I'm only watching the ones from the official Star Wars YouTube page. But um, even now, I think I'm going to stop. <laughs> if they put one on there, I'm not going to watch them. But the first two they put out, there was one called Crew and another called Risk. Um, again, I, I know, Paul, you're keeping away from all TV spots now, even these ones yep. when they were first coming out. So I won't go into too much detail, but I'll just say it's, it's just, again, showing why I think this movie is going to be great. I'm just so excited for it. What I liked about these two TV spots, in particular the one crew, because that had a little more Han and Chewy stuff. And again, just, man, their interaction together is just so, so good. Uh, the only thing I'll say about this one, it's not really a spoiler, Paul, but uh, there's where they're, you know, at the table playing playing cards with Lando and Han's looking at his hand and he shows it to Chewie and Chewie just like shakes his head as like and just gives like a disgusted growl like yeah, you gotta be kidding me type thing and just a, that playful banner with each other just I'm loving it everything on both ends too from Alden Ehrenreich's performance as Han to uh, Chewie's that we're seeing here as well so it's just clicking on all the right spots that I was hoping for so uh, more cool stuff from those TV spots but again I, that's pretty much going to be it <laughs> for me seeing that stuff and then today, just a few hours before we started recording, uh, the Star Wars YouTube page released a new featurette on their channel. It's called Becoming Solo. And at first I thought, okay, cool. It's going to be, you know, kind of a behind the scenes look at the film, kind of what we got gotten for the other three movies. Because we see Ron Howard talking about the film. We see Donald Glover, Alden Ehrenreich, Amelia Clark, and Lawrence Kasdan. But there wasn't really any behind the scenes footage. It was, you know, the cast and crew talking, but it was sprinkled around a bunch of new footage from the movie that I was going, Oh wow. Okay. Well maybe it's not all of it's new because I haven't seen every TV spot, but it was new to me at this point. And a lot of it was stuff, you know, I kind of wish I waited to see in the theater. There's one moment in particular that involves Han and one of the action sequences that, you know, 
it was definitely cool to see and I'm glad it's there, but I was, you know, that would have been cool to see it the first time in the theater, but it's something I can't wait to see in full once we see the actual movie. But again, I have a quick question. Is it, yeah, it. does it involve him making a really weird face? Uh, kind of <laughs> cuz there's a there's a scene there's a scene that Star Wars Newsnet posted and it's him being like Whoa! and it and it's got like and I don't want to reveal too much of it either I've already kind of put two and two together but it's like he looks really bad it's like I mean I I think Alden looks great and I, I'm really excited to see this movie but that picture this is a still of it looks really right. bad so I don't know okay. if if you know what I'm talking about but well cuz it didn't really jump out at me where it looks bad but um, if it's the one you're talking about, it, does, it was something where he makes, you know, an exaggerated face kind of. <laughs> it's, that has to that has to be it. That has to be okay. it. But it was still a cool sequence. looks like a cool sequence. And again, more great dialogue between Han and Lando that was said in that featurette too. So um, that will probably be the, <laughs> the last thing for sure that I'll watch that contains new footage until the movie comes out because we're so close. And man, is it. It's looking great. And. The movie was just completed too, not too long ago. As Ryan Ron Howard sent out that tweet that, you know, it was it was done. It's good to go. So, yeah, we just got a little bit more to wait, and then we'll be seeing hopefully the next great Star Wars movie because it looks like it's clicking on all cylinders and what it's supposed to be, at least for me. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And then I guess the last bit of uh, solo things we'll talk about is that um, we got some new character posters that were uh, released uh, early last week. It was April twenty third. And they were kind of similar to the character poses that we see on the main posters, but they just take each one and put them on their own, you know, uh, bigger poster that features the characters. Mm. And they're cool, though. It's glad that they featured more of the side characters than the main ones because uh, we got uh, Dryden Voss on there. We got Val and L337. Then I was surprised to see Rio, that uh, four-armed, like, monkey creature, is being voiced by John Favreau. So maybe he'll... Be have a bigger part of the crew than we thought if he's getting his own poster and i guess the biggest news that was or i guess uh discussion that was going on about these posters was that uh at first i was kind of surprised it was worded like this but it has the name of the actors but the character they're playing like it says alden ehrenreich as han donald glover as lando you know all those for every actor with the characters except one chewy <laughs> it just says chewbacca on there and it didn't have the actors playing him. And I believe his name is Junis. If I'm remembering correct, I'm probably butchering. Who knows? I can't, I can't remember his names. last name either. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of surprising that they left his name off off of there. I was just thinking, are they doing it because they want to make it like, you know, Chewy's Chewy? Or it's in some way they thinking it where, you know, it's an honor to Peter Mayhew not to list anyone else as playing Chewy, even though, you know, the new actor will be listed in the credits so it just was kind of weird i think the actor should get the credit he deserves if everyone else is having their name on these posters he should too so that stood out to me as far as being a little strange i know it did other star wars fans too because i think that's what the star wars discussion was on twitter on that day when these are released was about why is his name not on the solo poster for chewbacca yeah, the the posters are cool and i have a question and i'm i'm wondering if you might be able to answer this for me if how does someone get all these posters? What if you're a collector of posters and you want yeah. to get all these things? Where do you get them? Like, just hear me out on this. I, I just, I'm curious if you can humor me because here's the thing. Let's say I want to buy, like the reason you make these posters, right? Is to like promote your film. Correct. Mm -hmm. And you're going to want to sell them also. Correct. Like, Oh, Hey, like these posters are, are around. 
So how does someone buy these posters? Like, like, like there's obviously the main posters and all that jazz and I get it. That's cool. But like all these little ones, like how do you like, they put them out, but they, they should give an op. My point is this, they should either through starwars.com or through something through some major Disney Lucasfilm site, they should have access to every single star Wars poster and you be able to buy them when you want. I mean, think about how much money they could set, they, you know, they could, or whatever. I mean, obviously it might sell out eventually, but have one destination, one destination destination to go into and buy them all. Like, think about that. Like, I just, because yeah. I love posters. I mean, like, I'll be honest, getting my posters is really hard sometimes. And it's a pain. So I would love that. Just, just saying. I would love to buy some of these posters. Right. No, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of other collectors who would feel the same way, <laughs> but yeah, do you think it'd be like the official if there was a Star Wars shop <laughs> that, like, the, like you said, StarWars.com would have that would have them on sale. And I'm trying to think uh, for Disney if they have any, you know, for their websites that you'd be able to purchase them. I know that Disney Movie Rewards program they have where like you get enough points you can buy or use your points for posters. I'm wondering if like those would be available there sometime down the road or whatnot. But that is a good point that you bring up, though, because they don't really tell you where they could be made available. No, I know there's that uh, site Pyramid International where they have for sale a lot of the Star Wars promotional like images and posters they have. Because I know a few weeks ago that's where a bunch of solo ones came out. We got mm. some really cool looks at the characters, so maybe they'll add those character posters to that site later on. You never know. I, I didn't even know about that pyramid place. Is that, is that the place where you found like all those other solo promotional stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You told me about that. I don't, I don't I didn't know much about it. So yeah, okay. I haven't checked there since those images came out. But you know, like I said, maybe they, they will add those character poses later on or something. So where you can purchase them. Yeah, totally. No, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. And I would like, I wouldn't mind picking up some of these posters. And I have to say the, um, the, the, the English, the poster, the UK poster for the star Wars story. I think I like better than the, the regular one sheet. No. Yeah. That was a cool one. I agree. <laughs> that one really stood out to me. But at the same time too, it is more of your traditional poster style. Yes. I will say, and you got to give credit to the the main solo one over here posted that we got. Oh, even for sure. Was, even though I was critical of it when it was first unveiled because it was similar to some of the other ones we got before regarding solo. But this one, I did like the design a lot, though, just how you know the characters are posed and the look of it. So I definitely agree with you there. No, there was this poster isn't bad. I I think this is one of the better posters of that they've released from the Disney era. But I have to say, I really, really dig what they did with the, um, the UK one. So when I, when I, when I hang up the star Wars poster, I'm trying to debate if I should put it in the, which one I should get. Should I get the actual one sheet? Like, which is going to be the actual one sheet. And I almost wondering, should I just go with the UK one? I'm, I'm debating. I don't know yet. You see, for me, uh, it would be something where it would bug me that, yeah, it wouldn't match the, all the other posters you got that you know were the U.S. release ones that you have. Good point. And Good point. Knowing that the even though it might look a little better, knowing that it's not the same as the others, that would you know be yeah. a, something that would nod me like <laughs> it'd be cool to have an addition. But I think you'd have to have the original, you know, the one that was intended to be the main poster over here with mm-hmm. the others. No, totally. You 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 are wise, my friend. You are wise. 
Ard's a little too picky. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> too. Go that way too. <laughs> but yeah, so that's some of the solo stuff we got going on since our last episode. Again, it's right around the corner, so I'm sure there's going to be more uh, TV spots and probably some scenes from the movie to be released as we get closer when they start making the promotion around and like different talk shows and stuff like that. So um, should you know, I'll stay away from the new footage and stuff coming out, but it should be fun hearing more of the actors start talking about this stuff as we get closer. So that should be cool in the coming weeks. But the biggest Star Wars news we've gotten since our last episode, and I got to say biggest and most surprising is we got a new animated series coming, Paul, Star Wars Resistance. Now, Mm. I won't say that the title and the premise or the era that it's in is all that surprising because I think it's safe to say having this be set in, you know, post-Return of the Jedi, pre-Force Awakens was something that a lot of fans were hoping for and were kind of maybe assuming that was going to be the case. And plus we knew and heard that Lucasfilm bought the domain name Resistance, so that led to a lot of speculation about that being the new series. And it definitely was, but um, it was officially announced this past Thursday, April 26th, that the new show, Star Wars Resistance, is in development. But man, the most surprising thing to me that I cannot believe it's coming this fall already. <laughs> like mm. what? Really? I, I couldn't believe that. I honestly thought we'd go, you know, this whole year without um, any more Star Wars animated series. I mean, after of course the Rebels finale in March, but I thought we'd probably get it in 2019 at the earliest, fall 2019. So when I heard that this was, you know, first of all, I wasn't expecting this announcement to be made, let alone the series also premiering this year in the fall. So just a lot of stuff that, you know, is cool to hear, but I was really surprised that how soon it's going to come out. So uh, before we get into all the details about what Star Wars Resistance is going to be about, what was your initial reaction when you uh, first heard the news? Well, it was bittersweet because okay. I love Star Wars. You and do? <laughs> I, 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 I know. It's kind of weird. I know. I love Star Wars. I love anything that's more Star Wars content for, like, you know, whether it be movies, comics, books, or films, or whatever. So it's exciting that we're getting another, you know, series and we're getting an animation series and, you know, animated series, excuse me. And I got really excited about that. When you read the details of it, it makes me kind of, and I kind of broke it down. Yeah. And I kind of broke down, I broke it down like this on Twitter and I'll do it right now. There's to me, this, I, I'm not not like not excited and I'm not excited. I'm just kind of indifferent about it. Now mm-hmm. there's reasons why there's pros and cons to this and we'll get into the details, but initially, and I'm not sure if you want to go to those details now or not, but um, do you want to go to, to it right now, Tim, or do you want me to, well, let me read the yeah, official, read the official. Report. really quick. I just want to say I'm, I'm kind of just kind of, I'm indifferent about it. So what's talk about, let's go in the details and we'll talk about why. Okay. So yeah, first off the, the official press release was, was sent on Thursday. It says production has begun on Star Wars Resistance, an exciting new animated adventure series about Kazuda Shiano. Let's see if I'm pronouncing that last name right. But uh, he will be a young pilot recruited by the Resistance and tasked with a top secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order. It will premiere this fall on Disney Channel in the U.S. and thereafter on Disney XD around the world. Featuring the high-flying adventure that audiences of all ages have come to expect from Star Wars, Star Wars Resistance will feature the beloved droid BB-8 alongside Ace Pilots, 
colorful new characters and appearance by fan favorites, including Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma. Yes. <laughs> Voiced by actors Oscar Isaac oh, and Gwendolyn Christie. Or Gwendolyn Christie. And it goes on to say the series was created by renowned Lucasfilm animation venture Dave Filoni and executive produced by Athena Portillo, uh, Justin Ridge, and Brandon Allman, and art directed by Amy Beth Christensen. And the quote from Dave Filoni on here says, uh, the idea for Star Wars Resistance came out of my interest in World War II aircraft and fighter pilots, said Filoni. My grandfather was a pilot, and my uncle flew and restored planes, so that's a big influence on me. There's a long history of high-speed racing in Star Wars, and I think we've captured that sense of excitement in an anime-inspired style, which is something the entire team has been wanting to do for a long time. And then I think we just got some quotes from uh, the vice president of the general manager from Disney XD, but doesn't really get into the details like the other parts of the press release. So that's the meat of all the details we've got on Star Wars Resistance so far. So uh, first off, let me talk about, or let's talk about uh, what the series is going to be about and the new main character. You know, it's going to be, you know, before the first awaken, before the force awakens, it's going to center on a young pilot. His name's Kazuda. And um, is going to be on a mission, a spy mission, pretty much for at least uh, the first part of the series to, you know, see what's going on with the First Order. And I got to say that premise sounds really interesting to me because uh, we knew they're going to have to do something with the First Order and the Resistance, but it couldn't be, you know, flat out war between them because that really doesn't get started until The Force Awakens. So I do like that the concept of the series is going to be, you know, maybe Leia getting like her first real valid concerns about the growing threat of the first order. And she has to make sure of what that threat is and if she's right. And she's going to be, you know, sending a pilot, this new character, Gazuda, to go, you know, on a, it's described as a top secret mission, you know, to spy on the growing threat of the first order. So that sounds cool to me. And if he would be able to, you know, travel through different planets in the unknown regions that we've heard so much about, but get a little more uh, insight to what that area of the galaxy is about and, to see the growth of the First Order, get more information there. That all sounds very exciting to me. So I do like that basic concept. The only thing I'm hoping for in regards to its main character, Kazuda, I really hope they go a different route than what we've seen before with characters like Ezra and Ahsoka being introduced as, you know, kind of the young, cocky, you know, sometimes smart mouth <laughs> young characters. I kind of hope they move away from that kind of characteristic trait that we've seen already in these two animated series. And they kind of go for someone who's, you know, not necessarily laid back, but I guess this has a more balanced uh, personality or characteristics, maybe a little more akin to Luke Skywalker and not doesn't have like the cocky attitude that maybe Ezra sometimes has, especially now that, you know, Poe's going to be in this series too, as he's the cocky pilot. We couldn't have another type of character who's different than that. So I'm hoping for a character, you know, who's a little different than what we've seen before as far as the main new characters go in the animated series that we've seen previously. So that's my one, I want to say concern, I would say hope that they just make this character Kazuda a little different and more more of us, more personalities that, you know, makes himself, you know, stand out apart from Ezra and Ahsoka and some other characters. So that's the one thing I hope to see for him. But regarding the concept of the show, Paul, how is, is that something that's part of your concern or is that one thing maybe you're excited about to see well the show itself it, it, i'll be real 
it's the time period that's really bothering me the most. Really? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not because it's it's between Force Awakens and Return of the Jedi, but it's also really, really close to Force Awakens where I feel it's not it doesn't interest me as much because okay. I feel that it's already we already know what it takes place. It takes place right after Bloodline. It's, or uh, is it blood wait, is it Bloodline? I always get is the it, Princess Leia novel, right? Yeah, it's Bloodline, right? Yeah. Okay, make sure now, I, real quick. Have you heard uh, anywhere else of like, like the exact time frame that it's going to be? Like other than what was said in this press release, have you heard any more stuff on it? No, no. I, I'm just going by. Doesn't it say what does the press release say again? It doesn't really give a time frame as far as how far it is away from the Force Awakens or from Return of the Jedi. That's why I was asking you because it is kind of vague. Where I think it's still open as far as when oh, exactly well, it's take place. The reason why it has to be six years between um, Last Jedi and Bloodline is because Bloodline is essentially the birth of the Resistance. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I'm like, it must take place, you know, within that time frame. And what's interesting is going by the timeline of uh, Before the Awakening, that novel, I think that it must, you know, Pope joins the Resistance not too long before... Um, you know, the last or excuse me, last Jedi, uh, Force Awakens, and then you also have the comic book series that's it's filling in all those gaps right now, too. So, yeah, I kind of to be quite honest, I kind of feel that it's it's moving a different, it's gonna be within that five year range, and it, I feel it's also really safe to develop that time because it's so close to the Force Awakens, you have to kind of lead up to it. So it's going to be interesting when exactly the time frame is going to be, because again, if it's Poe Dameron, Poe joins pretty, you know, only a little bit before the force awakens. So if BB eight and, and Poe are in it, then, you know, cause it doesn't, he join. Did you, you read before the awakening, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Didn't he join? I can remember the time frame detail. <laughs> yeah. But, but he joined when he joins, he basically joins and then agrees to go get Luke Skywalker, like right away. That's what it seems like. Hmm. Yeah. See, that's the part I'm not remembering because I know, he, like you said, he does join, you know, kind of late in the game. But does he immediately go on the mission for Luke right after at the end of that book? That I'm not remembering. There must clearly. be. There, well, obviously, he doesn't because or he must join and have. There's there's time because he goes and and does all his adventures in his comic book series. So this is where yeah. the time frame, which again leads, you know, that all ties into his mission with Luke too. I mean, the whole point of the book was him finding Lor Santeca in the comics as well. So. Well, right, right, right. So it's it's going to be weird to me and 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 someone on online or on Twitter had said, watch this TV series just tramples all over the comics and books. And I'm like, well, to be quite honest, I'm not sure if there's much to trample on, you know, I mean, as mm-hmm. far as the, the yeah. canon itself, I mean, it, it already has a little bit in this era, to be honest, but it's also, that's a whole nother podcast. to be honest. <laughs> but that being said, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't know. It's going to be interesting how it, what the time frame is going to be. It's within six years of Force Awakens because of Bloodline, and it, I, if my guess is correct, it's probably within the time that Poe joins the Resistance. So he must join like a year or something before. He must before the Force Awakens. So you probably have a couple seasons of you know of them doing some kind of you know spying or whatever. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of my. That's kind of my thing right now. It's just to me, 
I just don't know how many stories you're going to get out of this. And that's my kind of mm. question. Again, just face value. I'm just being extremely harsh on this right now. I just don't, you know, it's, and this is the other thing too, the fact that it's not the regular 3D animation, it makes me kind of second guess the project a little bit too, meaning is this going to be even a serious project? And what I mean by that is, is it going to be a serious show? I don't think so. I think it's really? going to, yeah, I think it's going to be a very tongue in cheek, like, you know, again, I, I hope I'm wrong. But judging from what I'm seeing and hearing about this, like from the press release and the, the, the little animation I'm given, it makes me a little bit nervous. It's going to be a lighthearted Star Wars series. Hmm, that's interesting because I actually don't have those concerns at all. <laughs> because, um, well, first off, speaking of the image you referred to, I didn't mention that. Those one logo and image they put out uh, with the title Star Wars Resistance and you see BB-8 on the left corner there showing the, you know, the anime inspired style. And then you got the new X-Wing design, which is you know, flying through the logo. It's like a yellow, green, white X-Wing with um, a different like tip to the nose of the ship that makes it stand out. To me, it's looked like a X-Wing and a Naboo fighter <laughs> a little bit, getting that vibe from it. But, you know, not too much really to go off here, just you know, a little bit of the animation style and the new ship design that I assume is going to be the ship that the new, new character, Kazuda, is going to be flying. But in regards to... You know, the animation style, I got to be honest, that's actually something that has me excited for the show. I mean, I think it's going to be great to have, you know, a, a typical old school 2D animated series with Star Wars. And, you know, Dave Filoni's worked in that realm before when he was uh, working on uh, Avatar. Uh, I've, see, I know the movie was called The Last Airbender. I don't know if the series itself was called Avatar The Last Airbender because I haven't seen the series. I've heard it's amazing. Everyone tells me I should watch it. But that's something I will eventually want to do. So I've heard great things about that series, knowing that Dave Filoni was involved with that. That's another thing that makes me excited about the animation style. Uh, Dave Filoni, something Dave Filoni has done before, and from what I've heard, really excelled in that type of animation style, doing some good things with it. And then, too, the other big thing that got me excited about this press release, and you'll understand why, Paul, <laughs> the in the press release about all the crew that's involved with it, some familiar names that we've seen before involved with Clone Wars and Rebels, but the new one that was on here, Brandon Almond, and the reason why he has me so excited that he's involved is that he was a big creative force on the last uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series that was airing on Nickelodeon the last five years, which I was a huge, huge fan of. And Paul, I know you don't like that animation style, but <laughs> even though I tried to get you to check it out, but... Regardless of how it looks, Brandon Almond was responsible for some of the best episodes and best story arcs of that series that, you know, I've heard of from a lot of people. When you look at that last Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so just from the visual and animation style, it wouldn't be something you would take too seriously. And it kind of goes to what you're saying, Paul, about maybe being a little too tongue in cheek. But there was they got into some really, you know, heavy themes and some dark episodes there <laughs> with some. Uh, character relationships, character relationships, character deaths. So they went to some, you know, heavy stuff for an animated children's show, or at least a show that's intended for children. And the fact that he's involved with this series now makes me believe that, you know, we're going to be getting some of the 
heavy stuff we've gotten in Clone Wars, or maybe not as heavy as Clone Wars, because I don't think we'll ever get that way again when we get to go on Disney mm-hmm. XD. But at least that's what Rebels did in some episodes, which we know were great. So I love the fact that he's going to be involved uh, with Dave Filoni and this crew uh, to be part of the creative team. So that's another thing I'm excited for. But yeah, I'm just not really, I don't have that concern like you do about maybe it, you know, not being as serious and maybe for a younger audience because of the animation style. I mean, of course, we'll have to wait and see till we actually see it. But um, I'm just going to right now treat it or expect it to be kind of how Rebels was, just in a different animation style where it's 2D anime inspired. Well, we got to think about, I have to remember my, remind myself of this too, is the fact that this is meant for kids. It's not meant for a 36-year-old man. Yeah. So we, we all got to remember that sometimes. I got I to remember that. I want to be that very clear before someone's like, you know, the podcast being like, man, he's being really critical of a kid TV show. What a jerk. <laughs> and, and you're probably not wrong. But, uh, you know, but here's the thing. I, I just want to be excited because, trust me, I didn't love Rebels as much as Clone Wars because I felt Clone Wars – you know, I'll, 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 I'll totally, you know, I will totally admit the fact that the, the Clone Wars show grew up with the audience. And then I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. And Rebels really try to ground and keep that kid friend or I don't I don't like saying kid family level. Something you can watch with the whole family. Yeah. That's something that, you know, Star Wars is so important to, in my opinion. And it right, just fell. Um, and the thing is. Is that I loved most of Rebels. There's some stuff I got kind of tiresome, you know, the whole quote unquote filler thing, which people you know love or argue with me about or whatever. But and honestly, like Rebels, I love Rebels. There's some there's some amazing Star Wars stuff in Rebels that I just I think is great. And I thought that for the most part, it did a good balance of keeping it kid friendly, but also having those good you know really important moments that are really serious. Um, I just, you know, I just, I get worried with a 2D and like the fact that's going on Disney Channel and Disney XD. I kind of want it, you know, I just kind of want that balance. I just hope it has balance. And judging from what we're getting from it, just the little bit, I just don't know if we're just going to get that. I mean, you're going to get Captain Phasma, but is she going to be as ruthless as she is in the movie? I mean, probably not. And that's just kind of a bummer. So you're going to put in this really cool character that we all want, but she's going to be tame, you know, or tamed down, toned down immensely. And she's going to have to be. So I just, I guess from my opinion is I wish that they could put this on a station that they wouldn't have to feel that they, they have to, you know, tone it down for a kid's sake. They could actually make it be a little more, I don't want to say violent, but more adult themed to a sense to where, you know, kids could watch it, but you know, it's not exactly for kids. It's for, you know what I mean? It's, it's for everyone, but it's not, it's not aimed more so towards kids. And that's what rebels as, as you know, was, it was aimed more at kids, but it had a good balance of keeping it in a, you know, somewhat serious thing for that way. It's not just, you know, you feel you're walking, watching a kid show. It's a, it's a family show that everyone can enjoy. I think Star Wars resistance from when I'm seeing it, it's telling me it's more aimed at children. It's immediately aimed at children. The mm. way the animation, just the animation itself, so bright and colorful. I'm just like, the fact that it's basically spaceships flying around and, you know, trying to fi- find out clues about the First Order. It just, it feels to me like it's going to be very toned down. And I maybe, again, I hope I'm wrong, but I just, I get this feeling. And 
one thing that I'm going to bring up, and I'm going to steal from their podcast. I won't even reveal who it is. But um, <laughs> you should give credit where credit's due. All right, Rip. I was I was listening to Rebel Force Radio, and and they brought something up that was very interesting. Was that Dave Filoni is not? He's not like the head person of the sh- of the show. He's just the creator of the show. That's true. That's all it says in the press release. It just says created by Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to say that for rec- for the record. You know, that's very interesting that he's not exactly going to be tied to the show. And and Dave Filoni himself can do anything he wants, in my opinion, for Star Wars, because I trust him. So when you tell me mm-hmm. that, so I already have, even with Dave Filoni thinking he's involved, not even, you know, reading the, the details, because I'm just not always the most observant person. I'm kind of going through my, th- you know, going through the motions like, okay, it's all this stuff's kind of, eh. and I'll, I'll tell you my pros and cons. Cause I, I wrote them out. So I want to say I, I'm very, I'm still indifferent. That being said, very indifferent. So here's my pros and cons. I'm going to get them out here. I had them. Then I lost them. Bear with me. <laughs> bear with me, people. Bear with me. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. Um, so this is what I said. So this is what I said. Pro the ship on the low, the logo. I think it looks fantastic. I think it looks really cool. I love the the yellow. I think it looks like an X. It's an you know it's it's a play on the X wing. People are saying it's T eighty fives. I'm not very familiar familiar with those ships. So from the EU, that's cool. That's you know that's interesting. Con, the time period, eh, not really my thing. Uh, pro, I love Filoni and his main crew and what they brought was Clone Wars and some Rebels. Con, I'm not a huge anime fan. And I'm not sure about you, Tim, but that to me, like, I've never really liked anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, you've told me that before. <laughs> we were like not talking about Star Wars until you were an anime fan. So I can understand that being a con for you. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm just kind of like 2D and I love the 3D technology that Lucasfilm has been pioneering and doing an amazing job with Clone Wars and um, and, and Rebels. So there's so when I see when I do my pros and cons that make me indifferent. I have also reminded. Oh, by the way, it does, I'm not sure how how much control Filoni is going to have on the show either, right? So, it's I think he's involved still. Don't get me don't get me wrong. I don't think he creates it and says see you later. Like I, yeah. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's someone involved, but at the same time, I'm just it gives me more it gives me more uh, am, ammunition to say, eh. so. I, I, here's what I, here's what I'm hoping. Here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping this is, you know, I hope it's kind of like, because this is what it reminds me of. This is even better, Tim forces of destiny. It reminds mm-hmm. me of forces of destiny for a half hour, which is not a bad thing. I like forces of destiny and I think that's fine. But if that's the only animated show we're going to get, that leaves me a little bit disappointed. But if they're having this on top of, of another animated show in th- in 3D animation um, that they're developing that's not there yet, I'm in. So, th- which I don't think that's going to happen, but it's possible. Well, you, you know? see, that's a real interesting point because you mentioned about Dave Filoni and just only being, you know, given credit as being the creator for the series and not like an, ex- an executive producer or supervising director or all that. And as we've been saying before, even with Rebels is winding down, how Dave Filoni is probably going to be, you know, ahead of or just, you know, overseeing a bunch of different Star Wars animation projects. And I got to be honest, where 
I wouldn't be too surprised if he's overseeing two shows right now, Resistance, and then maybe since that's going to be on you know broadcast TV or cable or satellite, whatever you have, but then also something else for the new Disney streaming service. Because, you know, as we were all speculating before when Rebels was ending, uh, what the new animated series was going to be, we've heard a lot of how it probably might be on the streaming network or the streaming service, I should say. But then there was a part of me thinking, well, I would think Disney would want to have that Star Wars presence on, you know, normal TV broadcasting too, like through Disney XD or Disney Channel. So I could think that's actually a strong possibility of maybe two shows are in development where one's going to be on Disney XD and one's for the streaming service. And given the fact that this is already Star Wars Resistance is actually coming out this year, it just makes me think there there's a lot of stuff going on at Lucasfilms in their animation department, a lot of different projects that they're working on. And this is ready to go, obviously, pretty soon. But I just think they're working on something else, too. And I wouldn't be too shocked that we'll later find out once we get more details about the streaming service that there'll be another animated series that Dave Filoni had a part in that's going to be on that as well. So I think that might actually happen. Well, and here's my thing. Do you think they would have, do you think Star Wars, you know, and Lucasfilm would do that, that they would put out two animated series at the same time. Now, granted the reason, only reason why I think it's possible is because it's not regular 3d animation. Yeah. That's what I was going to say too. If they're like really distinctive in their looks and style, I think they definitely would. And that could be a reason why this is, this is going to be in 2D anime style to have it be different than what we've seen before and maybe for what's to come later on as well. And that makes sense. Yeah. So there is, it's not always not lost if you're kind of underwhelmed by this announcement, like as I am, you know, and, and, and truth be told, and, and me and you have, have talked a lot about this on, you know, off of podcast him, but the resistance hasn't exactly been my favorite part of the sequel trilogy. In fact, mm. I would say a lot of the resistance stuff is my least favorite. And wh- what I mean by the resistance stuff is a lot of the scenes with Leia and the resistance into Quar, uh, a lot of scenes on the spaceships in last Jedi. I just don't, it just seems flat to me. Like I don't like the writing. It just, it doesn't really seem, it something doesn't seem right to me. Like I, the first order makes sense. Okay. But Leia, like leading a, a random batch of resistance fighters, AKA rebels, got speed rebels. Um, sorry. <laughs> I, I couldn't resist. You got to say that at least once every podcast. I might, <laughs> I'm, I will just for you, just for you. So that being said, I, I just don't, I don't know, man. I just there's the resistance stuff does not excite me. I like the first, I like the only reason why I think I'm a little bit more uh I can get a little bit excited about this is because I want to know about more about the first order. Is Ray Sloan gonna be in the series? Maybe will they explain yeah. what her, what's going on with her? More Hux, obviously, if Phasma's gonna be in it. I mean, I think there's gonna be a lot um in this show. We can learn about the resistance, or excuse me, the first order, and that's gonna be exciting that we learn through the main character. But at the same time, I'm not really the resistance, the main characters. I just don't really care about them. I don't, the resistance does not excite me at all. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And like, like I said, I'm going to give it a chance. And I'm probably, and I mean, I'm going to watch every episode and I'm going to, you know, probably enjoy and just, you know, and not like some stuff like I did with Rebels. But it's just, I just hope that they can get, I hope there's another animated series on the way. And that that way we can all kind of get, you know, a little bit of, of everything we want. But at the same time, if we're getting like a TV series, a live action TV series, maybe that's the, you know, what we 
are going to get instead of an animated show, a 3D animated show that they're, maybe they're putting all their story and design uh, resources into the new live action instead of uh, a rebel show, which I would gladly take at this point, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So if that is the trade, I would trade that and I'm fine with that. So well, it's, 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 it's hard to say at this point, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we got so much, so little to go off of right now. And to be quite frank, I'm su- like I said at the beginning of this discussion, I'm surprised we even got this announcement and this info to talk about <laughs> this early on. So it's just crazy that, you know, just more Star Wars is on the way sooner than expected. Because I honestly thought after Solo, um, it's going to be pretty quiet on the Star Wars front for, you know, the remainder of 2018 until we get to 2019 and episode nine starts you know kicking into gear and that's when we start hearing about future projects like new animated series but nope they're just you know keeping that wheel moving and having it come out this year so yeah well and, and, and go ahead sorry no i was just going to say too to some of your concerns you know about the resistance and i understand how that's not your favorite but if there's anyone who can maybe turn it into something that you enjoy more it would be dave filoni and his crew so i would think that in his hands and their hands they could do some stuff that maybe you're weren't necessarily excited about and maybe could get you excited and maybe not, but if anyone can do it, they can. And again, I, I really don't want to, you know, undersell the importance of, for me anyway, just having watched the series of Brandon Almond being involved in this show to some of the concerns <laughs> you're having with it, because that's, to be honest, that's one of the main things about this announcement that has me thinking where it's not going to be the case and kind of what you're afraid of with his involvement in the show and how it is going to be a nice balance that rebels have. And I just really believe that, you know, even though Dave Filoni not might be heavily involved with the series as he was Clone Wars and rebels, you just know he's going to pick the right crew to, you know, carry on from, from what he did and what he's established in his two Mm -hmm. series. And he's not going to put anyone in there who's going to probably do things drastically different and not have the same, tone and style that he wants it to have so that alone just makes me confident that it will be some of the stuff that we're used to but again throwing in brandon almond in there someone who i think told some great stories in the ninja turtles world and now having him in star mm-hmm. wars is just gonna you know hopefully give the series what it needs to have you know those emotional stakes and some of the more serious aspects of star wars that we as older fans like to have and experience that's balanced with the you know the more exciting fun stuff that young fans can enjoy as well so right right i just got to be honest with you paul the concerns you're having i'm just not feeling any of them really it's just oh that's good that we're disagreeing oh no 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 opinions as far as the excitement level for the, it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be it's just that we're so different on where we're at with mm, this news announcement well i think that's good because i think it shows you how diverse this announcement really is to be yeah. honest i mean it's not because i think it is it is kind of an out of left field thing and i think it's also weird that an episode is going to premiere in a few months. I know that's just crazy. I, mean, I know we should get a, at least a first look at it pretty soon. Yeah. Like summer, I imagine. Well, so here's my question: Does that concern you? The fact that it's almost already like they're pumping this thing out in a few months. Um, for quality I'm, reasons. Yeah, I'm going to say not really for me, but I can understand if it does for someone. I just think you know, giving this set time they had to conclude star wars rebels they got to end it the way they did mm-hmm. rebel season four was a shorter season i think they were able to you know either split the crew or get more crew members in there to end rebels properly and get you know the ball rolling on this new show as well so i wouldn't say it's really a concern it's more surprising than anything mm-hmm. okay okay yeah i 
there's just some, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I, I, here's what's weird. If it's this completed, why don't they have a trailer when they drop out, when they drop this off at the same time? Yeah, you would think so. Well, are, um, but here's, how about this? Are we going to get a trailer on May 4th along with tickets going on sale for Solo? Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting at least one of those. I mean, it's kind of rare when they do two big things on Maze of Fours. It's usually just one thing. That that's what, yeah, that's a good does, point. So. I'm kind of banking more on the ticket sales than well, yeah, well, well, they've all, that's already been confirmed. I think, like, I mean, like, it? well, it's been confirmed in other countries, so I figure it's okay. gonna, yeah. So, yeah. no, what I guess what I'm saying is, um, where where do we get where do we get this first trailer? San Diego, San Diego Comic Con, possible, or it could just come at random like this announcement did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. I think it's gonna be, oh well, we'll see, but maybe like Rebels, kind of how. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I think these happened first before we got the trailer because we got those character announcement videos where we get oh, Dave Filoni right. and Simon Kinberg revealing a new character, each member of the Ghost Crew, in like separate videos like every few weeks. So maybe that will be the case as well with Resistance, where before we get the yeah. first trailer, we'll get our introductions to all these new characters. Think about this, Tim. That isn't that wasn't very long ago, really. Yeah, four four years ago. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem that long. Maybe it is four years is still a long time. It doesn't seem that long to me, though. No, when you say four years, it seems, you know, a, a while ago, but it doesn't feel like it. That's for no, sure. If, 14 does not feel like it. No, it does not. Ago. It feels like it was just yesterday. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with the resistance. I'm Until I see a trailer, I'm going to be in, a kind of in borderline indifferent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one of us will prove to be wrong, and one of us will prove to be right. So maybe I'm too optimistic. Well, <laughs> so. to, can I be can I be real with you? If I was a betting man, I'd say it'd be in the middle between us. Yeah, honestly, in both pros and cons. Honestly, I I really do think that. No, here that's probably the way it's going to be. And actually, there's one thing I forgot to mention in the official press release. It did announce uh, the main voice cast, but not really any of the characters they'll be playing. But right. um, the voice cast includes uh, Christopher Sean from Days of Our Lives, Susie McGrath from EastEnders, oh, that guy. Scott Lawrence from Legion, uh, Myrna Velasco from Elena Valor, Josh Brenner from Silicon Valley, Donald uh, Fison from Scrubs, Bobby uh, Moynihan from DuckTales, Jim Rash from Community, and Rachel uh, Butera from Tammy's Tiny Tea Time. And I don't know about you, Paul, but these are actors... I'm not familiar with it all. Nope. <laughs> so, nope. I do watch DuckTales, the animated series, the new one, but I'm not sure who Bobby um, Moynihan plays yet. I should probably look him up, but yeah. not really familiar with any of these actors. <laughs> Same. I I am not familiar besides Poe Dameron and uh, Captain Phasma because of, you know, their major Obviously, stars. Yeah. Which is, yes. again, it's cool that we're getting the original actors to voice. But let's be real. How often are they going to be in? They're going to be probably in like one or two episodes tops. You're probably right. You're right. But still, it's great that they, you know, carved out a little bit of time to do it. And I'm kind of hoping that, you know, for Phasma, at least, that she's kind of the main villain or villain presence for the first season. And who knows where they go off beyond that. But I'm hoping she has more of a presence than Poe does. Just, you know, to be the the adversary face that the the resistance crew will be facing or at least make be known about when they're making uh, their spying missions and all their runs are going to try to the first order. Well, they could also do this, Tim. They could also, uh, doesn't Phasma doesn't have to say a lot either. Right. So you could probably put her in a bunch of a lot of episodes and not have her say a bunch. 
That's true. Yeah, I mean, if she's in a few cool action sequences, I mean, I'm not going to complain one bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be that'd be cool. I mean, that's probably the only way they could do it with with uh, Phasma, because she doesn't talk a ton. No, she's kind, you know, she's kind of a silent, you know, silent person for the most part. Yeah, so even you, in her novel, she really didn't have a lot. Yeah, so a lot of dialogue. Yeah, so I think it's possible. That's one way you could get around it is have her just not talk a ton and just put you know, limit the dialogue per a, a few sentences per episode, get Gwendolyn in. Cause I, let's be real here. Gwendolyn probably, you know, has probably a little more time than, than Oscar. Oscar's like super, he's doing all kinds of projects. Yeah. Though Gwendolyn is doing game of Thrones is finishing that up. But I mean, you know, it just seems like he's a, l- a little bit busier, but maybe Gwendolyn is too. I don't know. But she, uh, I also think she's got an affinity for her character, of Phasma yeah. as well. So I feel like she would probably give more time than, than uh, Oscar Isaac would. He'd be like, yeah, sure. I'll go show up, show me how much money I'm going to make. I'll show up for 10 minutes, say a couple things and leave. That's kind of <laughs> the impression I get from, from Oscar Isaac. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I, I mean, think he likes Poe enough though, to want to play whenever he could. I don't know if he'll like, Changes movie filming schedule to do voiceover, but well, I guys, I can't, I can't do this big budget action uh, film that's going to pay me fourteen million dollars a movie. <laughs> I got to record Poe Dameron lines for <laughs> for like a quarter of that. Okay, see so, ya. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, obviously don't have no idea. He, he'll be a multitasker. He'll voice record in between filming and all that. Well, stuff. the nice thing with <laughs> the nice thing with voice acting is that you can pretty much do it anywhere. So I mean, because yeah. that's what they do. I and mean, like they they don't. I mean, like with a. People overseas, they just go go Skype up with a studio, hear the you know video up with them, talk to them, get voices, and then they're done. So it's not like all he has to do is spend a couple hours, you know, and or you know half a day doing some voice work and he's done. So it's like it's uh not hard. It's not hard. No, yeah, and Poe is the character in this series that I could definitely see being in the premiere episode, giving uh, Kazuda and the. Whoever mm-hmm. his crew is going to be on their mission, like sending them on their way, maybe go on their mission, yes. like maybe one mission first, and then he lets them go and do their thing, and then maybe he'll pop up on a hologram, mes- hologram message or communication sure. message here and there, and then show up kind of at the end of the season, stuff like that. Yeah, that's possible. Yep. And, well, that's the official details given about Resistance, but let's get to the fun stuff. Let's speculate about <laughs> some things we hope to see and you know regardless of they're going to happen or not i mean that's always the fun part when we get new announcements like this especially when it comes to a tv show and unexplored territory of the star wars saga so yeah like we said set you know pretty close to the force awakens maybe about six years give or take and you know part of my excitement about this series the resistance was the time frame that it was taking place on and we know, obviously, since the title is Resistance, it's going to focus on the characters within the Resistance and their battle against the First Order. But I don't think it's necessarily going to rule out the chance to get some, you know, Force stories and stuff with characters dealing with the Force and some familiar faces that are going to pop up here. And that's part of the reason why I'm excited about the shows taking place in that era, too. And now, obviously, the biggest one, of course would be, you know, to have Luke show up here. But depending on exactly where this takes place, if it is, you know, after the events of Kylo destroying, you know, his Jedi temple and his students and taking some of the students, it's going to be pretty hard to get Luke involved <laughs> in this series. But if it takes place a little bit before, you know, Kylo goes out the deep end and Luke goes into his hut with the lightsaber ignited, if it's a little bit before that, I think there's a chance you can incorporate 
Luke into this series somehow in some form. And I think too, I mean, what I've said this before, the thing that I'm hoping to see at some point in this unexplored era in Star Wars is Luke and Ahsoka together having a conversation or just anything, them in the same room. Just the idea of Luke being with his father's Padawan just screams out something special for Star Wars. And I just want to see that happen. And I really think also too, this is, I don't know if we'll actually get that, but the possibility will be there because I think this might be the way Dave Filoni is going to bring back or, or fill in some of those uh, story threads that he left at the end of Rebels, specifically Sabine and Ahsoka going out to find Ezra. I think eventually we're going to get the return of Ezra in this series. I mean, Dave Filoni has proven already that he's done that in Rebels with Clone Wars, closing out story threads that were left open in Clone Wars and then bring him in on Rebels. I think that might happen here too, and it would make sense for it to be in this era, whether we see it happen or they already completed it, but we're seeing these characters again. I just think kind of like rebels was, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I'm expecting this series to be, you know, dealing with filling in old story gaps and having to do with the Jedi and the force and all that. I just think it's going to be like rebels where it's going to get its foot on the ground first established the point of the series, the resistance investigating the first order, but just like rebels probably after the first season, like all the stuff I'm speculating on right now, I don't. I wouldn't expect to see it at all in the first season, but once you establish the characters, you know, the story you're you're setting up here, and you want to do more with it in the second and third seasons, like you did with Rebels, bringing in Vader and some more familiar characters like um, Yoda and Rex and all that later on. Once you establish the main characters, I could totally see them doing that with bringing Ahsoka back, bringing Ezra back, incorporating Luke into some of those stories again if it takes place before. Kylo Ren destroys his Jedi temple. So it's all a wait and see, but I just think that there is an opportunity to see some of those things in this series with some of those characters and story threads that were left open. And I think uh, it would, it wouldn't make sense later on down the road in the series to get some of those filled in. And like I said, Dave Filoni has done it before and I have no reason to believe he wouldn't do it again if he they felt the need was necessary for the stories they're trying to tell here. So, you know, maybe it's just a fanboy in me widely speculating, but I am basing it off of past instances where it happened before in other series. So that's kind of what I'm basing it on. And again, that's why it gets me excited about the time frame of the series for what they can do with those type of stories if they wanted to. I'm a, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably not going to happen. Any of that stuff with Ezra, with Ahsoka, with with Sabine, not going to happen. I think it's going to be a pretty, like, almost slapsticky thing of this person or alien or whoever this kimono person is. I'm not sure. what I, I never pronounce names right. Kazuda. Kaz, excuse me. <laughs> Kazuda. Kazuda's probably going to be like, whoa, flying in my, my X-Wing. Whoa, I can't believe I found the First Order. This is crazy. <laughs> and then you know they'll be like, whoa, what are we going to do? General Leia, we've got the First Order on, blah, blah, blah. And, and then they're going to fly around and go, look, oh, can't catch me. And it's going to be them chasing him like every episode off the planet. So that's the type of characteristics I, I was talking about that I hope I don't see from him because I, it sounds too much like Ezra. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see. I, I just don't. I just don't see any of that stuff being taken place in this in this cartoon. Really, not honest. even like Filoni wanted to finish in some of those. No, threads. especially if he's not if he's not if he's only created the series. I don't. I, I think to be honest, I almost feel like they're gonna have to flesh that out in a different way, like mm, in, in, a, in a comic book or 
you know, because I kind of I would be disappointed if it's in a comic, especially when there's a series out there that could tell it. <laughs> yeah, but but, but like I said, man, remember blood in Bloodline, there was a, um, you know, it, the resistance is born in Bloodline that takes place, I think, six years before uh, The Force Awakens. So it can't be it's way too um, it's way too far away to tell that story. They may make an appearance. Yeah. But, and the reason why I think that a comic book would probably happen over an animated show at this point is one, I just don't know if maybe Lucasfilm wants to do any more animated series about Ahsoka. It's possible. I mean, maybe they will. I I would be totally for it. I think they would. They know how much of a fan favorite character she is. Yeah, that's true. But I just, but enough to where you have to think, you're trying to appeal to a younger audience. And are, is the younger audience invested with Ezra or is it only the, the invested Star Wars fans already? No, yeah, but, you know, the younger fans who are invested in Rebels, I mean, yeah, they're going to be four years older now, but <laughs> I don't think Yeah, see? I, I just don't know, man. And this is why I think they're going to move on from Ahsoka and things like that. And especially again, especially who knows, maybe Dave's developing a whole nother animated series about those stories. I'd be 100% down with that. So I will. Yeah. If there was, if we knew there was another animated series in development that Dave Filoni is doing, then yeah, maybe I wouldn't be having all these wild speculation about this particular series, knowing that there could be another potential to explore that. But until we get official announcement about that. And again, giving where the story takes place or the series is going to take place in uh, like, again, the idea that this new character is going to be ex- spying and exploring on the first order, uh, hopefully in the unknown regions. I mean, that could have been where the, oh, I'm blanking on their names right now, the space whales, but <laughs> the purgles, the purgle. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Thanks. The purgle. Maybe that's where they took Ezra and Thrawn into the unknown regions. And that's maybe they, you know, run in, maybe Ahsoka and Sabine don't find Ezra. Maybe it's these characters who find out where those Purgle took them. And then that's where Sabine and Ahsoka gets involved. So I just think there's different avenues they can go with there. It's not too far out of reach to where they can tie it in to the dangling threads that were left in Rebels. But maybe you're right too. Maybe this isn't the avenue Dave Filoni wants to explore that in. But until I hear what else he's working on, I'm going to kind of, I guess, keep that torch uh flaming bright until we find out what's going on and just have something to look forward to maybe in the series that get wrapped up. I think we should do is tell, have the audience know about an inside bet of ours. What's, what's, let's do, let's do a public bet, Tim. We don't know what happened last time we did this. (laughs) (laughs) I lost this bet, but I'm willing to bet this. I got to make sure I still have that photo. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure you go find it somewhere. It's out there somewhere. So here's what I think. I think that it's going to be a, a series that's not going to be, it's like, it's going to be very, very light. And that's to be, that's going to be um, lighter than rebels, but not, but not like, you know, it's, it, does that make sense? It's going to be somewhat lighter than rebels. Okay. So if it's on the same level as rebels, we'll say I win too, <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, I, I really doubt it will be, but, but let's say it'll be a little lighter than rebels. Um, and then if it's, uh, but what I will say is it's going to be just, I think an overall tone is going to be lighter. And now maybe we have Kyle be the one that to decide, decide who wins that. But I'll, I, that's going to be my, my thing. And I don't think you're going to see people like Ezra, Soka, and Sabine in it. Do you want to take that bet? 
I'll take it. Yeah. I'll okay. take it right now. All right. I'm let's... more confident in the character appearances than maybe the tone. Because right now the tone's really up for grabs as far as what to expect from it. True. So I really think there's a strong possibility. All right. We'll, 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 throw, we'll throw out the tone as part of the bet. Will this, will this be more of like a side thing? We'll just see, you know, we can brag about it later on the podcast. Okay. But, but if I will bet right now, Ahsoka, Ezra, or out of all three, I would say, do you want to say, I would, do you want to say two out of three would show up or none? I'd say two out of three. Like, okay. You think at, le- at least two, but I'm, I'll say right now, I will be surprised if Ezra is not in this series in some way. I'm okay. expecting it to be in it. Okay. So you think, so, so if only one person of the three show up, I'm good. Yeah. Cause I, okay. Right fair now, enough. I'll I'm take that. I Ahsoka. I would love to see out of all of them. I want to see her the most, Yes. but right now, if I could only take two, I'd say definitely Ezra and probably Sabine. Okay. I'll take that. That's a, that's a bet. So whoever loses has to post a picture and say, I, I lost a bet to Paul. I was wrong. Or what? I forgot what I yeah. even put online. You know, or I said, Paul was right. I was wrong. So, you know, last time I think I said Tim was right. I was wrong. Um, let's, let's make it clear, too. We have the whole series. Oh, <laughs> I not, see how it is. <laughs> not just the first season. Because I don't want you to say the first season's over. Ah, they weren't in. It was like, and I even said earlier, I don't expect any of these characters to show up in the Fair first enough. season. They're Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, them. okay. Establish themselves <laughs> and then bring these characters in. So I got the whole series to wait. <laughs> okay. All right. So that, I'll take that's that's a fair bet because if you get more than two, I, I I'll be surprised. And that's and that's a gen, and I'll, that's that's with me. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, well, that's the bet. If one if one out of three show up only in the series, I'm good. If two out of three, I'm I lose. I think that's that works for me. Sounds good to me too. All right, so fair. The show, the show even that more exciting too. Now we'll yeah, now we right? now have some, <laughs> have some investment in the show for yeah. once. So <laughs> yeah, you, but, got, you got another pro. Well, yeah, but how about how about this though? Let me back up my my defense for having the the post um, Ezra Sabine and Ahsoka. Uh, stories being a comic book. The reason why I think a comic would work is because if he's not, let's just say he's like, I don't want to do animation because I'm going to be too busy doing other stuff. I mean, what, who knows? Let's just say hypothetical. Okay. So if that was the case and animation wasn't an option, right? Okay. Let's, what would be the next likely option for him to, to him to tell the story that he wants the way he wants to reveal it? To me, he's a visual person, so it'd have to be a comic book because he's written. You know, he obviously knows how to write a script. A comic script is very can be very similar to a you know a regular script. Now, obviously, it's a different medium, so it's not a straight ahead. But he already has experience of having a writer develop his script directly. You know, from a comic into a comic book with the Darth Maul series, and he also has the the book one with the Dark Disciple. I feel that the Dark Disciple one it was more of it just it wasn't really a, it wasn't really his decision kind of a thing. I don't know. I guess I'm talking myself out of it now a little bit because he does have a he has the Ahsoka novel, so and he was real hands on with that too. And that's the other thing. Okay, where, maybe it will be a novel then. Never mind. Well, it even goes back to why I think maybe they'll show up in this series because his character, and especially Ahsoka, like he, he said before how he really doesn't want anyone to handle any big stories about her without him involved in some way, at the very least overseeing it. And I, I think too, if they were going to bring her, if they were going to bring her back from that uh, little tease, we got at the end of rebels, he'd want to do it himself in animation, which is why 
Uh, that's why I think that's the way we'll see him again is through this series. But yeah, I don't know. Things can change. So, that, but that's where I'm basing a lot of my reason why I think, uh, at least in Ahsoka's case as well. Maybe, or again, maybe it won't be as big of an as important thing as maybe we're making it out to be to fa- to be the fact where he needs to have it be an animation that can go into what you're talking about and maybe doing it in a comic. Cause I agree if it wasn't going to be an animation, the comic would be the next best thing to do. At least in my opinion, it would be like you said, it's visual. Yeah. So, but again, I just think Dave always likes to be hands-on, especially with Ahsoka. And uh, I don't know if he feels that way about Ezra and Sabine just yet as he does with Ahsoka. Probably not, but I'm sure he still would want to be involved to, you know, telling us what happens next after uh, finishing their stories and rebels. Yeah, we'll see. I I think I kind of feel like a a novel or a book, a comic book is what I'd like to see. We haven't really seen Ahsoka in a comic book besides like probably from like the Clone Wars days. So it'd be cool to see. It'd be cool to see Ahsoka in a comic book in the in the Ahsoka the Gray, if you will. So that's (laughs) that's kind of my. Or no, Ahsoka the White, I should say. Excuse me, Ahsoka the White. Um, I would like to see that and kind of portrayed in a comic book. Again, I just think, to me, I just think it would fit Dave, especially if Dave was really hands-on. It could really be really cool for a comic book. But i take novel or comic. I'll take either one. Yeah, I mean, regardless of where it's told, we know we're going to be reading it or watching it. (laughs) Definitely. Because you know it's a story we're all dying to see play out and what happens after the end of Rebels. So yeah. no matter where, we'll be there. Totally. So yeah, that's uh, kind of the at least for me my uh, wild speculation and stuff. I'm hoping we get to see in Star Wars Resistance. But I guess that's me on the hero side. But I will mention too, real quick, from the First Order side of things. I mean, that's exciting to me too. You were saying that earlier, Paul. How that's out of everything, that's what you're most excited to see about this series. And you know. The, will we see the first order before Kylo Ren gets there? And as the series progresses, the first introduction of Kylo Ren into the first order, will we get more information on Snoke? I mean, there's those possibilities are out there, but I think those are what makes it exciting too. And especially the realm of the first order and Kylo Ren getting there. I think that could be a really interesting story aspect to explore, like what the first order was like without Kylo Ren. And then maybe, you see the changes with him once he gets there. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, even if Kylo Ren's involved, you know, maybe he won't be, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. If it's going to be, again, going back to not knowing exactly where it takes place, if he will be there or if he won't be there, because that's going to be a pretty big difference. I would think about seeing how the first or first order operates without Kylo Ren involved. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I don't think Kylo Ren's going to be in it. Maybe he, maybe he will. Maybe I don't think he he's will. Gonna be in it right away, especially when you got Phasma there. That's why I think she's going to serve as the familiar villain phase. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities again <laughs> down the line to get Kylo Ren in there. Maybe, maybe the series will reveal who Snoke is. I don't know. I mean, that would be kind of cool if Snoke was in it. You know? Yeah. I mean, that would be interesting if if. I think I was watching some YouTube video and they talked about this series could like really explain Snoke, you know, and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know, if they did that and they revealed some cool, if, if the show was like light on action, but just, you know, aimed at kids, but it also gave us information for us hardcore Star Wars people for like the, for what's happened in between Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens, that would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Again, all these the possibilities are there. Not everything we're talking about here is probably going to happen in the series, but 
that's what makes being Star Wars fans fun, getting to speculate on the possibilities. But at the same time, too, while we speculate on it, not to be too disappointed if it doesn't happen. We gotta keep some of our expectations in check there, too, because oh, we know here time and time again for fans, <laughs> that could be a problem. We're expecting something and you don't get it, and it affects your enjoyment of the product that's out there. So got to try to not let what happened to me personally, because I went on a whole <laughs> tirade of speculation about some familiar characters maybe popping in the series. So can't be too disappointed if they don't show up. Totally. But yeah, so that's Star Wars Resistance. Um, I'm excited for it. Again, surprised we even got this news to be talking about on this episode, but it was a welcome surprise. But um, yeah, so we just got to wait and see until we get more information on it. And uh, I guess Paul will check with you, check within or check with you again once we get more footage or stuff from you about the trailer, hopefully where you're feeling a little more confident in it. Mm-hmm. You're right. Hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll be more confident soon. Yeah, well, it's going to be soon. <laughs> like we said, it's coming this fall, so we won't have too much long to wait. <laughs> but before we wrap up the episode, we've got a few responses from some of our followers on uh, Twitter regarding Star Wars Resistance once this news broke. Go ahead and share that with you guys. Um, first up, we got a response on Twitter from Nintemple.com, at Nintemple. Um, he says, uh, this is in regards to stuff uh, fans want to see or what they expect uh, to see and just the reactions in general for the show. But Nintemple says, I want to see my boy Kylo Ren in all his dark side, inner turmoil, flowing hair glory. Also hoping for some explanation of where Snoke came from and how he, Kylo, and the First Order got together. And then Max Simmons at Trek to Amsterdam says seems like a good way to slowly introduce larger mythology elements from previous series as well. Sabine and Ahsoka can continue their story here after the show has legs under it and there will be time to see an epic unfold and hopefully the creative team won't feel rushed. Then Sean Brawley at Sean Brawley 26 said he just simply says Snoke info and then John at John R. Lucas uh, just one word porgs. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't, Porgs, I don't know, unless some of them fly off of Octo or stole away somewhere. <laughs> but some part of me thinks, too, Lucasfilm is not going to resist bringing Porgs into a new animated series as well. So I wouldn't be too shocked if we see Porgs. just has to have a good explanation. <laughs> and then, finally, uh, Michael Cohen from the Rebels podcast, he says, for regards to what hopes uh, we hope to see in the series, he goes, no hope needed. Poe confirmed. I'm a happy fan. And knowing how big of a Poe fan Mike is, I'm sure he's ecstatic <laughs> that Poe is going to be in this series. So that's it for the responses for uh, Star Wars Resistance. So thank you, everyone, for responding. And, yeah, I know some of you have the same hopes I have for the series as far as exploring certain story aspects from Rebels and just with regards to the First Order, some characters we hope to see show up. So here's hoping we're right. <laughs> and then finally, we just got one response in regards to Star Wars Resistance. But... It doesn't have to do with Star Wars Resistance at all. It's just from our good pal, Caleb Clegane at Caleb underscore Clegane Cup or Clegane 5. He just says, you know what I want to hear? Tim's Yankees look like a solid wildcard contender, while Kyle's D-backs are kicking names and taking butts. <laughs> Such a good start <laughs> for both of y'all teams. So also looks like a, a little throwback to Avengers Infinity War right there. I know Caleb's you've seen it. So, uh, but yeah, both of our teams are doing great. Caleb, mine more recently, thank goodness. They won eight in a row. And as we're recording this right now, they're on the verge of nine in a row. If they can get three more routes. And Paul, the Mariners aren't doing too bad either. I know there are a few games over 500. Yeah, there's, uh, I think they're 16 and 12. 
Something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. four or five games over five. Yeah. Hey, so. let's keep it up, man. Our offense is booming right now. Like this, we haven't had an offense like this in 20 years. <laughs> Too bad our pitching sucks, but I mean, or our starting pitching anyway, our both are, we have a great closer, but yeah. Uh, besides that. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually happy. I mean, if we can keep this up, man, I'll be, you know, I, I I've been keeping tabs on them. I, I've been really busy lately. I haven't really been able to sit down and watch a whole game, but uh, I'm gonna get out to Safeco here in a few in a few uh, weeks and watch a game for sure. Nice, yeah. I mean, if all our teams, like the three of ours, can remain in the race throughout the whole season, I mean, that's just gonna make it more fun. <laughs> we can all get on each other too, especially if all three of the teams make the postseason. That would be a blast. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for responding with a baseball question or baseball comment, Caleb. I mean, you know a bit much big fans we are of the sports here so it's good to throw that in the conversation topics once in a while here on the show as well so uh, it was cool of you to do that and with that i think that's just about gonna do it as far as this episode goes uh, like we said this got some solo stuff uh, marketing for that's kicking in the gear and the big news was star wars resistance and that animated series announcement so we wanted to make sure we got an episode out to you guys uh, before we head out on our trip to attend Kyle's wedding because that's going to occupy our time for most of the week and we probably wouldn't be able to record another one uh, probably the week after that. So wanted to make sure we got uh, a new episode out with uh, to you guys that since there was this big news that we got earlier this week. So, um, yeah, so with that, as always, you could check us out at our website, StarWarsTSC.com. You can find us at tw- on Twitter at Star Wars TSC and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Star Wars The Saga Continues. And then you can send us emails with any thoughts, questions, or concerns over at Star Wars TSC at gmail.com. And you can find us on uh, the Thunderquack Podcast Network at thunderquack.com, where you can also uh, support the show and all the other Thunderquack podcasts uh, over at Patreon, uh, thunderquack.com slash or patreon.com slash thunderquack. Uh, which uh, the support's always appreciated. So uh, with that, I think that's going to do it. Unless you have anything else you want to add, Paul? I've got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I think we covered it all through this episode, especially on Resistance. So that's going to do it. So, yeah, we'll be heading off to Arizona. It should be a fun time uh, going out to Kyle's wedding, and I'm sure we'll recap it all for you guys (laughs) once we get back on our next episode. And I don't know, we might possibly do well, because it's going to be a long drive, you know, you and me and we're talking, Paul, about possibly maybe doing a periscope or something on the drive over there. Yes. Maybe getting, maybe interacting with you guys and answering some questions, just talking Star Wars in general. So maybe we'll do something like that. So. We'll probably, yeah, we'll probably do something like that. If long as, the, how's the reception in, in the middle of the desert? <laughs> That's a good question. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. So we have a long drive. We might have to do a periscope video of some, of some sort. So we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. So just, Keep an eye out on our social media channels, like Twitter and Facebook and all that. So uh, until the next episode, we'll see you guys next time. May the force be with you.